0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On Point Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Greg Lockburn. Today we're going to talk about three things that you know very well around this show, and that's faith, family, and politics. You know, we're a, a year in, Brian. Can you believe it? A year in to 15 days. Slow the spread. Now, I'll be honest with you, nobody knew what to even think or imagine or even make of this nonsense a year ago. And here we are, and to me, it's still nonsense. We thought that there was going to be body bags all over the place, but you know what's happening? Churches are still closed. Can you believe that? Churches, 75% of churches in America are still closed, and 90% of churches in America are still affected as far as not just closures, but those that are opening. They're having temperature checks with a gun at the front door, they're making people mask. You have to sign up. To go to a service and then you have to sit six feet away from people that you normally shake hands and hug. We're a year into this and the nonsense is still out there. Can you can you believe this? I mean but let's I, be honest about it. Obviously I have to believe it because I see it, <laughs> but happening. at the same
1: time it's it's Logic-defying. Oh, it's like unbelievable. It makes no sense at all. And, and we look
0: like the bad guys. People are like, oh, we cannot believe that you have eight hundred plus people in a tent with no social distances. Yeah, we've also had nobody die. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, the only people that wear masks are like those that are under doctors' care, which is cool. We don't ridicule them for that. And then people that are like guests. But you know what happens? Three or four people a week will show up with a mask, and by the end of the sermon, they're like taking it off, like, you know, very slowly because they're like, nobody in here is wearing a mask.
1: And most people will attribute that to social peer pressure and things like that. But you do. The thing is, is that we offer masks. We offer cleaning sanitary solutions and all of that glorified stuff. But it's, 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 it's really not necessary in a sense, because as you said before, you know, do we live by faith or do we live by fear? And so...
0: Well, you know. now, you know, Fauci says, even if you get the, you know, the, the vaccination, you still have to wear two masks. <laughs> you still can't go to the amazing. beach. You still can't go to the movies and you can't go out to eat just fast food. I saw this video the other day of through a through a drive through. A guy said, I cannot hand you your food if you're not wearing a mask in your car. But he was willing to hand her a mask. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, are you kidding me? What kind of nonsense is that? So you'll hand me a mask through the window, but you can't hand me my food until you hand me a mask. And I'm thinking, that is so asinine. That is so backwards. It is so ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, guess who is in the news about all of the church closure situation? I told our church I was going to rant, you know, Dude. do a nuclear deal about it, but I didn't. And so let's just go a little bit nuclear on the podcast today. And that is Andy Stanley. Wow. He's the pastor of the North Point Community Church in the Atlanta, Georgia area, multiple campuses, like 40,000 people. It's like one of the largest churches in America. And he's still closed. He's been closed for the entirety of the year. And he's like reaching out to me on Twitter, you know, saying things like, well, I have a Bible. But, uh, you know, he was making fun of the fact that I said, if you have a Bible, if you have a backbone, and if you have a brain, you'd have your church open. He's like, well, I'm one for three. I have a Bible. (laughs) And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And so I thought I'd let it go. I said nothing about it. I just barely said something to the church family under the tent. And then he goes on the Christian post. You know, the biggest you know, Christian outlet that there is, it's like you know, Time Magazine for evangelicalism. And he says, I am ashamed and embarrassed of the churches that have remained open during COVID and gone back and forth. He calls it bantering, spitting back and forth with the government. And I'm thinking, I have friends that went to jail because they kept their church open. I have friends that have like $2 million plus fines in California right now. I mean, they've done everything they can to find these people to the place where there are millions of dollars of debt because they kept their church open. And Andy Stanley wants to say, well, I'm ashamed of the churches and the pastors that went back and forth with the government. Well, Andy, 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 I'm ashamed of you for even saying such nonsense. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's hard to believe that his dad is Charles Stanley. <sighs> oh, he's nothing like his dad. He is nothing like his dad. You know, God bless his dad. I think he's kind of on the way out as far as retirement, but he's definitely not like his dad. And there was a time, I'll be honest, I used to read some of Andy's books and like some of his stuff, and he's got some theological things that I'd have some real trouble with, but this one really ticked me off. This really put me over the edge because, you know, he's saying that, you know, trying to shame us. We're not talking about closing out a bar. You yeah. know? We're not talking about closing down a theater. We're talking about closing down the local church of Jesus Christ for more than a year and then saying that he's ashamed because some of us had the audacity to keep our doors open. It's incredible, man. I, I don't even know if Joel Osteen did that. Yeah, I don't look, know. Did when he? Joel Osteen opens his church before you do, <laughs> you're a compromiser, <laughs> man. Oh, man. You man. may just be a, I don't know, you may just be a loser of a pastor. When Joel Osteen steps out and has more courage and kahunas than you do, Ooh, mm, you know, there, there might be something wrong with your local church congregation.
1: Man, uh, he's also, you know, it's, it's a double-mindedness. Yes. It's a double-mindedness because, you know, he wants to hold and still look cool to the to the Christian evangelical world. But right. It's same time, he's kind of like you know what? I'm going to compromise this so that you know I look cool on the other side of yep. this. he's he's planning it out, you and know, he's like... throwing
0: the evangelical world under the bus. I mean, yeah, basically, he said, "Look, that anybody that kept their church open and bantered back and forth with the government, I'm embarrassed for them." You know, what Jesus said, "Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father which is in heaven." And so, how you like that, Andy? How you like them apples, right? And so, it's ridiculous. So you can reach out to me again uh, in direct message. I'm sure you're watching. I told our church the other day; he's probably watching our live stream because he's not having service, and so. <laughs> I just, I just think it's ridiculous. We're a year in, and there's still all these churches. I still get calls all the time. Are you guys having church? Yes, we're having church. We never close down, and we've grown by hundreds of people because people gravitate. They're magnetized to strong leadership. People are tired of all of this foolishness, and these pastors that have just rolled over and capitulated I have a stack of letters I get all the time from good, well-meaning, sincere pastors that say, oh, I'd love to say what you say, but my deacons would fire me.
1: That's such a shameful thing. It's, it's, it's a crazy place to be in. Yeah. I mean, if—, if if you're not if you're not really in it you're always going to have reservations and those yeah. reservations sometimes will be your undoing and 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 trying to save face with one side you can't serve god and people. Right. You know what I'm saying? You've got
0: to serve God. Kind of like last night we talked about if you're double minded, you, you seek man's approval and God's approval equally. Absolutely. That's double minded. <laughs> equally. You know, it's just, it, it's utterly ridiculous. Like I told him the other day, we, we, Brian and I were in Myrtle Beach and I was preaching on Dominion TV. And I told him, I said, look, this last year has been an entire experiment. It's been a rat race. This has been a laboratory experiment because what they want to find out is who can we control moving forward and who's going to be a problem moving forward. So we know who can be controlled because they closed down their churches. But I'm here to tell you, I want to Be a problem, okay? I'm just gonna be a problem moving forward. There's no way around that.
1: And that's really what the whole uh you know temperature guns and all of that's all about and handing your mask out to you. They're just making sure that you do (laughs) what you're being told. Yeah. And
0: at at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah, look, I don't want to be a jerk for Jesus, but let me just say this. If your church Has to take your temperature when you go. I already know the temperature of the church. Lukewarm, one hundred percent lukewarm. Come on, this is ridiculous. If you're sick, stay home. But don't you know? Close down the church for the rest of us freedom-loving Americans. And and again, what they're trying to do is make us seem selfish for fighting for our First Amendment right.
1: Right, and and really, and I say this for your benefit and for your sake. Not that you need me to, to to validate or defend you or anything. Validate me, Brian. Nobody. Nobody is being told not to wear a mask, and nobody is being shamed for wearing a mask. Right, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's all up to you, and at Global Vision, nobody shames people for wearing masks. Yeah, not at all. You, You never have said one time in any of your sermons, don't wear a mask. You've said... I'm not going to wear wear a mask. Nor am I going to vaccinate all of these things. Hey, I preach to a lot of hypocrites that wear masks. Do
0: you like that? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So it's it's crazy. We're all wearing masks. Yeah.
0: Everybody's wearing a mask of some sort. We all wear masks. Yeah. Mm. But now we got to wear two. That's crazy. We were on man. our flight what yesterday, and yeah, yeah, you know and, mine and, came over d- down below the, the nostrils. You know, God forbid, it came you down little... below the nostrils, and
1: she woke me up. Yeah, that's crazy. You need an anal swab
0: too. Woke me. That's what they say, <laughs> man. <laughs> you talk just... about things, but people are like, well, you know, twenty twenty one is going to be much better. We went from nasal swabs to anal swabs, boom, like that. Get man, your man. anal swab and shut up and sit down and wear your mask. It, it's it's crazy. You see all these videos all the time of people getting kicked off airplanes. And did you notice? She said. They said on every flight, it is now a punishable crime, a a federal, federal uh, offense. Yeah. That's a Biden thing. I mean, criminal charges... Can be placed upon you if you fall asleep and your mask slips off of your nose. They woke me up. I was in first class. I okay. Know. We get bumped up the first class. I'm in first class. You think you get asleep in first class? Nope. But guess what? John Kerry got a picture of on Twitter. John Kerry got a picture of him reading a book in first class on American Airlines with no mask on. Man. Mm-hmm. No man. mask. And so I'm gonna identify as John Kerry when I fly to Miami this next week. Hey, I'm John Kerry. I have to wear a mask. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> I
1: told him the other day I was walking into uh, to a restaurant with my wife and i didn't have a mask and i was like man i don't have a mask and he was gonna be graceful and say you know what don't worry about it but i was like
0: but I identify as a mask. Oh, there you go. I <laughs> was like, I identify as a mask. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. I am the mask. I just don't wear, I just don't go places that make me wear them. It's just, at this point, it's nonsense. I know I use that word a lot, but let's capitalize it. It is nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. we got to get past it. It's it, foolish.
1: It's really, it's disheartening, because there's a part of me that wants to, am I being anti-progressive in the sense of, when I think about this, <laughs> yeah. hold on for a like, It's let me draw this out yeah. real quick so it doesn't Come sound on. crazy. Yeah, but right I'll be crazy. sitting there, you know, like, it's, it's kind of like the kids who hate the parents music, right? And I always question myself, am I being one of those people? Oh, that music's terrible. And then the next generation does the same thing to the previous generations, music, taste and music. Although the music today, hands down, I I think you put it across any generation and it'll be like, man, what's going on in the music industry. But that being said, I often wonder if I'm being like, Am I being too serious about this? Am I being a little overboard? Maybe I should just comply. But then all of a sudden it hits me. I'm like, I've never seen America in this state. I never thought that I'd see the day mm. where we have to word everything just right uh, so that we don't
0: get banned. Cancel canceled. Culture. I I don't get it. What are you doing? You're, this is not going to last. They've gotten rid of everything. I mean, cancel culture eventually devours itself, does it not? I mean, just by process of what it is. <laughs> yeah, the snake that eats the tail type yep. thing. I don't know. But Pepe Le Pew's gone now, and Dumbo's bad. Peter Pan is bad. Everything's offensive. Now Dr. Seuss is bad. Yeah. Okay, if, if that's what true, why is do? Andrew Cuomo still in governmental politics? This guy has had multiple ladies come forward saying that he sexually assaulted and abused them. And the guy is just like this colossal prick of an individual that says, oh, you know, I'm basically the, the untouchable. New York wouldn't be what it is without me. Yeah, you're exactly right. You killed a bunch of old people in nursing homes. That's crazy. <laughs> the guy's crazy. And yet they want to cancel Pepe Le Pew because 22 years ago when he was on television, he was a misogynist. He's a skunk. <laughs> wow <Hey. laughs> he's a skunk dumbo is now you know it's it, it's just all this what is
1: it gonna look like we're gonna be so sterile that there's not gonna be any familiarity yeah it's good gonna work. feel like a hospital yeah. it's gonna feel like like a, a facility like you go in and and nobody has any affect whatsoever because if you're too happy guess what that offends somebody else. Don't yep. go around being too happy because now the people that are depressed are feeling down and out. It's your job
0: to make them happy. You know, it's interesting that uh, we're having this conversation right now. Of course, you'll hear this after our live debacle of a uh, beautiful uh, show that we're having. But somebody just sent me this, Brian. It's amazing. I'm looking it up. I'm trying to look it up here. Uh, apparently, we just a few minutes ago, three hours ago, made BBC News. Okay, that that's pretty well, big. yeah, and uh, They're it, coming for us. Yeah, BBC News. It has me right there uh, about me talking about Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes, and it's talking about the fact that I'm an anti-vaxxer, and so that ought to be interesting. Bro, so we'll get dude. to we'll get to pop off the podcast here in a minute and check that one out. Well, BBC News, just, that's worldwide nonsense. We'll just cross off
1: going to the UK anytime soon, because yes. you're on the no-fly list there. Yeah, nah, I guarantee you I'm on the no-fly list. <laughs> Unless you get your vaccination. Well, <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, they're probably creating a black mar- market for fake vax cards now so yeah I mean, there's always a but not that we would ever participate in
0: illegal activities, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna feel like I'm in a Mission Impossible movie real soon, you know. and <laughs> <laughs> dropped in, preach Greg Locke was here, but we don't know when. <laughs> I'm gonna get those little latex masks, you know, to make myself look like somebody else and yeah. fake vaccination cards. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous! It's, it's insane. And no, man. no, no, it's not the mark of the beast, but it's the precursor. It's setting everybody up for it, it I is don't. setting everybody up for the one world currency, one world religion, one world nonsense government. It's coming, folks. We, we've leapt 50 years in the last year. Bro, I, we've I just, moved
1: forward 50 years. What you're going to do is create a black market. Mm. And sooner or later, black market will be re- defined as a racist term, too. Oh, exactly.
0: It's going to have to be called just the market. The market. You know, the, the White House is going to be the house. The house. You know, everything's changing. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, but they're, they're going to create a, a, a antithesis response. Did I say that right? But I, I the, guess. I don't know. I don't know. Like a, <laughs> a, a response that's going to create a subculture right. of people that just want to tell it like it is, just want to say it like how they feel it and it's going to backfire. There's no way oh, yeah. they're going to push the spring down so far that yeah. that sucker is going to recoil gonna like a geyser. It'll be a mess. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. You you're really really playing with Kendallin. Now yeah. we can have the discussion, okay, how do we progress? We we shouldn't wish to shut uh cut off our past. We should just look at it and say, you know what? We've come a long way since then, and I'm proud to be an American. But right. no, we want to erase, eradicate, eradicate, and rewrite our history Yeah, and things, or just totally eliminate it. Right? Revisionism. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You're only making it that much. Do you see what happened when they tried to shut the Bible down throughout history? <laughs> yeah. It didn't work. The Catholic Church tried to put that fire out, and guess yep. what happened? Look at America. America came out of that. Fight to shut down the truth.
0: Absolutely, it did. So, like, America didn't start the church. The church started America. Absolutely, but the church birthed the freedoms and the religious liberties that we have, and we have to understand that fact. You know, I want to change directions
1: real quick and okay. talk about something that we haven't talked about yet, and this is real touchy, and it kind sure. of since we were talking about Andrew Cuomo and yep. all of the sexual allegations, I want to talk about Ravi Zacharias. Ah, uh, absolutely, man, that it. it They've already renamed the whole ministry. I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah. I mean, who wasn't stunned? I mean, how do you – my question to you is, I'm not a preacher. Right. I'm not – I'm just a regular church person. I go to church and, and, and listen to my pastor. How do you reconcile that when
0: you've trusted in a leader for so long yeah. and his authority? Well, the there's order. no justification for it. It was evil. It was just as wicked as the Cuomo situation. No way around it. And we got to call it out. And what I'm shocked is, is the evangelical leaders that try to sweep it under the rug. And I'm like, why would you do that? Are you involved in nonsense like that, too? needs wow. to be called out. Wow. They ought to rename R-Z-I-M and just completely get away from anything that had any connection to his name. This was not just a, a one-time fall-down-the-steps event. This guy was a sexual deviant. The guy was a predator. I hate to have to say that. I mean, I loved listening to his—I mean, he was so good on the stage. I mean, he would eat these atheists up. And now what he's done? He's given the cause of Christ a black eye. Yeah, and the atheists are like, ha. Yeah, we got oh, you now. now we got you now.
1: Man, see, it's—, it's Look, We all got crazy. our crap,
0: but I'll tell you one thing. We're not all like that. Man. That's evil, man. I mean, that is—he hurt hundreds of young ladies. I mean, he wow. abused a lot of people, and— Exposure, do do? right? So. Like
1: I'm a young believer. Yeah. And I've really looked up the Ravi Zacharias. Right. And maybe I looked up to a couple other leaders.
0: Well, that's why the middle verse of the Bible is Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to put trust in the Lord than confidence in men, because men will take you off. Men will do stupid stuff. And let you down. I tell our folks right here at the church all the time, I put my socks on one foot at a time just like everybody else, right? I mean, I can do some very stupid, stupid things, but I promise you one thing. I may get involved in something crazy, but I'm not going to live in something crazy. we got to repent. we got to move forward from that. That was so evil and so when it very first started coming to light, I mean, we're talking about several years ago. I was like, "Wow, could could this even be true?" There's some things about some text messages that were inappropriate with a, you know, somebody of the opposite sex. And I thought, "Wow, is it is this true?" And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, of course, after he died, they found just all kinds of just Dude, evilness. And he was like over in Thailand. I mean, I think it's turned it turned out to be like a Michael Jackson scandal. I mean, this is big. Oh, it's worse
1: than Michael Jackson. It's, bro. it's horrific. It's worse than and, Michael Jackson. Uh,
0: so it needed to be exposed. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cover up for it. it was wicked.
1: It's really crazy. To think that somebody with that kind of platform and that kind of authority could run around and and and, and preach those kinds of things and, and be a defender of the faith. Well,
0: I think they it. get to a place where they have no accountability and they get so good at what they do. For example, I wasn't really feeling it today. We walked into the studio, me and Brian put on some headsets, turn on the mics, and boom, just took off. And so you wouldn't know whether I was prepared for this or not because I'm a natural-born communicator. And so I think some of these guys, they just get up, they just say the same thing over and over. It's like a microwave. They put it on 45 minutes. When it dings, they're done. <laughs> they, can't, they're, they get their check, they go to the bank, and they go to the next place. And so there's a danger in that. And so you can get to a place where your spirituality becomes mechanical. And Mm. so then you can be involved in sin, and you can cover up things, and then you begin to think that you're God's chosen one, and God's going to overlook your evil, but he's not. The ground's level at the foot of the cross. He's not going to overlook your crap. Right. You need accountability. So can I ask
1: you this, and this might put you on the spot, but do you think that Robbie's diagnosis, his cancer situation, was maybe a judgment from God, uh, or is it just a happening? That's kind of correlated with everything that was going on.
0: I think you have to be careful that you can really invite some problems into your life. You can invite some problems into into your body. Sin has ramifications, has consequences. I tell people all the time, God forgives sins, but it doesn't relieve consequences. And so, you know, whether it was a judgment or not, it certainly snuffed out his life more than likely much earlier than you know, what he should have lived. Uh, The Bible says if you have a long life, you'll live a long, healthy, prosperous life if you do what's right. And so at this point, it's not like we rejoice that he's dead, but we rejoice that it's been exposed and it's over with. Wow! And for these young ladies, I mean, their life is mortifyingly changed forever. And then you got other people like Carl Lentz. Yeah. All right. So you got those things
1: going on with people that are following these people. And and, and, and just from my own experience and working with God TV and, and working these big events where people just, yeah. Rush the altar because somehow they think that that yep. person on there is like the harnessing of the Holy Spirit, and it's not available to everybody else. It's right. almost reminiscent of the Catholic Church it trying is. to keep the Word of God from the people, and people were starving. It's for it. very celebrity ish. Yeah, so like it's it's. I, I hope the takeaway for people like me who are just out there, who are not who are not preaching, who are not holding any kind of authority in the church, yep. uh, is you know what, we need to get back to the basics. We yes. need to get back to what's important. I and mean, that's having a relationship with the Lord yep. and showing fallible men fall Yeah, is not a an excuse to say, you know what, Christianity isn't real. Absolutely. But it, it is a wake-up call to everybody who's out there in celebrity <laughs> Yeah, and following uh, clubby-anity, yeah. and church yeah. to,
0: to really get back to their first love. we got to follow Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So when them cats quit following Christ... And they start getting all Hollywoodish, quit following them. Follow Jesus. Don't follow man. And,
1: and didn't, wasn't there a big uh, debate in the Bible where it was like, some say I follow Peter, yep. some say I follow Paul? Yeah. You know? And that whole thesis
0: was follow God. Follow Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> quit all that nonsense because wow. man will disappoint you. Right. Gosh. You'll disappoint yourself when you look in the mirror. We will be disappointed by pastors, by politicians, by people in our life, by our spouses, by our kids, by our parents. We'll just be disappointed. But the point of the Bible is, and that's why it's the middle verse, because it's the theme of the whole Bible. It is better to put trust in the Lord than confidence in men. So, yeah, if I'm going to call out somebody like Cuomo, I'm going to call out somebody like Robbie Zacharias, because you got to be equal and you got to be fair, because it's wrong. The Catholic Church has been full of that garbage for years. Speaking of the Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Catholic Church. And we Church- had nothing to talk about today. Oh wow. So speaking of
1: the Catholic Church, <laughs> what do you think about the, the the edict or whatever you call it that the Catholic Church handed down the other day about, you know, they they drew the line at
0: blessing. Right. Uh what do they call it, civil unions? Same-sex unions? Yeah. yeah. Well, even it? a blind squirrel gets a nut every night again. So, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, I would not agree with the Catholic Church, but I would certainly agree with that edict, as it were, not as if they had to do it, because, you know, obviously I'm They're for the, a man and a woman, and I'm not for same-sex marriage, but Catholic Church can do what they want to. That's the least of their problems. I got all kinds of problems. We could have 12 broadcasts about what I think about the uh, the old Pope sickle and the rest of that crowd <laughs> oh, over sickle. at the Vatican. And uh, uh, I'm not real happy with uh, Catholicism in the day and age in which we live, and so we, we You'd have a whole bunch of broadcasts about that. But, you know, I, I do, you know, believe that, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman. So,
1: yeah. So what, how do, uh, speaking of that, now I, I want to ask this because I already know the answer, but people may not that are listening to you. You could have some uh, frenemies and you could have some yeah. en- enemies listening to yeah, you. Yeah, right we got now. both. I guarantee you. How do you approach people who really want to have a relationship with God, but maybe who are struggling with sexual identity? Mm-hmm. How do you? How do, how do we how do we treat them can I bring like so let's just say i'm I'm living a homosexual lifestyle and I've got a boyfriend but you know I'm finally coming into the church and yep. stuff like that can can I bring my boyfriend to come to
0: church absolutely we've had a lot of homosexual couples and individuals and you know lesbians whatever you want to call them it'll LB- be Whatever you want to call them, LGBTQ, you know, members and individuals and people that you know propagate that lifestyle. They've come to our church and we've never like shunned them. We've never, you know, crammed the gospel down their throat. Quickest way to a man's heart's not down his throat. And so we just approach it like we would any other what we would call sin, any other disobedience, any other rebellion to the Bible. Because the problem is people get their identity in relationships, whether they be heterosexual or homosexual, people get their relationship or get their people get their identity in money, in music, and in, in their spouse, in their job. And so their identity comes from Jesus Christ. So we just have to bring everything down to the foundational principle and be like, look, it doesn't matter what kind of superstructure you build. You got to have the foundation right. And so we we handle it with kid gloves, but we handle it with love and compassion. The Bible says speak the truth in love. It doesn't say speak love at the expense of truth. Right. Because if all I do is speak love, 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 then I'm not being loving, nor am I being really truthful. Jesus was the perfect balance of grace and truth. He was not so much truth. That he had no grace, and it was not so much grace that it was mushy and had no truth. He was the perfect balance of both. What if I continue, I, I keep coming to your church, I'm not asking to
1: participate in, in anything, and even though we don't agree on the homosexual lifestyle, and I'm not any public displays sure. of affection in the yeah. middle of church, right. and you wouldn't even tolerate that from a head or Right, for right, right exactly. So it's not even, yeah. it's, it's just being appropriate, I'm coming in, but I keep coming back, and I've still not broken up with my boyfriend two years later. Yeah.
0: Are you going to kick me out of the church? Well, we've not had any real hard conversations if you're still doing it in two years, because I'm convinced that when you hear that much gospel, you hang around the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. You're (laughs) going to start asking questions. You're going to get uncomfortable. The problem then becomes, if you can sit there for two years and still be comfortable under my teaching, then I'm not teaching the whole counsel of God. Okay. That's on me, not on you. That's 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 a good good enough good enough for me. <laughs> good, good enough stuff. answer, man. We talked about all kind of stuff today. Wow, and those are powerful things. Yeah, they really oh. are. There are a lot of things that we need to drill down and unpackage and get down to the foundation of. So. It really has been a good show. I didn't Absolutely. think it was going to have anything to talk about. and We had a lot of Amazing material. Stuff. We could probably split this thing up and do 15 podcasts. I Absolutely. It. So we'll have a lot more to talk about. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Pastor Greg Locke, my co-host Brian Lane, on point with Pastor Greg Locke. I want you to be back real soon to hear about more faith, family, and politics.